All right. Hey, welcome back to episode two uh, of Nikki B Realty. This is Real Talk About Real Estate. And uh, I have to say, yesterday, I so enjoyed doing that podcast. I just, um, I really hope you guys enjoyed the first talk. Um, Today, I want to jump straight into it because I know your time is valuable. And um, the the, one of the things that I want to make sure that we capture within this podcast is to make the information actionable, right? I want you to leave with something that you can do, right? Take away something that you can actually go and do. Many times we hear the self-improvement podcast or read a self-improvement book and they're all great, but it just is it, the information is so thick and sometimes it's difficult to come away with something that's actionable so we can go and do it right to get to whatever the goal is of us reading that so or or ingesting that information so um so that's what I want to make sure that this podcast when you listen to it you have something that you can take away from it and actually go and do number two um I want you guys to be able to listen to it and 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 actually uh, not have to drown through it. Like it's not going to be an hour. I want to try to keep these talks to 15 to 30 minutes unless I have um, a, a guest and I, I do have some people that's lining up that I would love for us to share their information and, and, and they can share some knowledge with us and their experiences because that's what it's all about. Okay, so today we are still specifically looking at buyers, not necessarily first time home buyers, um, just buyers uh, overall. And we're going to discuss the closing process. Okay, Um, now purchasing a home it has different steps and it's different layers. And so when you get to a certain points, then you should know specifically what is expected and what is the next step that you're going to have to take in order to make sure that we get to the to the 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 closing table okay so um so just reviewing what we've already talked about for first-time home buyers or just buyers in general the first steps before you start shopping would be to just evaluate your credit strengthen it if it's needed um you know, you have to make those decisions on, okay, just because I got approved for 800000 do I want to take on a mortgage like that? Um, speak to a lender. Uh, we, we jumped into this really deeply the first episode. Um, you want to find a lender and ask them specific questions. Don't just take your first one. Do some comparison shopping. Um, definitely speak to a realtor. You can start at the beginning and find a realtor and then um, help them, you know, let them help you to go through the process and give you any support that you may need. Um, and then, as I said many times in the first episode, uh, reach out to me. I can refer you to some really great realtors and do the, the kind of grunt work and trying to just look to see if they're, you know, if, if they can really help you. Um, so then, you know, we discussed you want to nail down your um, your dream team, which your initial dream team is going to be that realtor and be a, a lender that you feel can get you what you need. Um, and, you know, 
just 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 remember that you have you're bringing them your business that I really 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 um, stress this you are bringing the business to your lender or to your realtor so they should treat you as such um, not in a way where it's like oh yeah you know <laughs> you know this is your servant but you know they know their craft they're the professionals so if you feel like you cannot get an answer or it's 24 48 hours before somebody responds back to you that's not going to be a part of a dream team right that's not that's not helping you get to where you need to go because everybody needs to keep you um, informed now I mean you know give them some time to respond but if it's if it's eight hours or 24 hours before you hear anything even just a response like let me do a little bit dig a little bit of digging before I can get back to you then you know that that might be you know something that you want to consider so so those are just those first steps before you start shopping before you start touring today I want to dive into what happens after your realtor has gotten you under contract okay and I'm skipping to the to the closing portion of this the closing process because once you find a home that you love and you get under contract those different contracts change from state to state they they hold ultimately you know some similar things that's that's across the board that should be in there but they they change like in Alabama specifically we do not have seller disclosures right there's not a mandatory thing where sellers have to disclose what might be if anything might be wrong with the house right they don't have to disclose that whereas in other states it is mandatory right so um so it changes so we i skipped to the closing process just because you need to know what happens after you have gotten under contract so all right y'all find a house you love it and we have gotten under contract everybody did their happy dance and um and so now you're at mutual acceptance okay the seller has accepted your offer and now the closing process begins okay um many times and you can talk to your realtor about this they should really go through the contract with you um especially if you haven't this isn't this is your first rodeo or you know there's been some changes everybody should have a review with your realtor um so there's different things that's happening um in some cases you have three days to go ahead and put in your loan application if you're going with a financed sale um if it's cash then you have other different uh, there's other things that you have to do um within a certain period of time to show proof that you've started you know initiating transfers or you've already initiated that loan application with your lender that you've already decided that you want to work with um, and then also you have to go ahead and reach out to your inspectors so in Alabama typically and this can be longer it can be shorter depending on what you negotiated within that contract period but um, you have an inspection period okay so typically here I've seen that the average is about 10 days so you have 10 business days um, and then it, it outlines in the contracts uh, your realtor should review that with you um, that you have 10 days to select a home inspector um, and then you know they have 10 days to inspect it and then you have within those 10 days you can do a request for repairs if you have any that you want to 
um, to request. Now, there are different rules to this. Like if you put in your contract that you want it to be for information purposes only, you can do an inspection, but you know, you're not going to come back and ask for things to be changed or repaired because it is, you know, information purposes only. Your, your inspection was not to, uh, to request anything it was to just find out if there was anything that you needed to know about the home that might you know pose a problem that you may need to fix in the future um um and so we can get into the inspection period in a different video uh, a different recording but um in this case you know, we've gotten through that mutual acceptance. You got under contract. We're looking for inspectors at this point. We are reaching out to a closing attorney. Now, this is another element to your dream team. Um, you already have your realtor. You already have your um, your lender. So now we're adding the um, the closing attorney. Okay, your realtor should have a good referral list if you don't already have a closing attorney um, to work with. These, typically, especially in this market, your closing attorney will do your title search, will um, make sure everything is good with you. They're going to represent you just like your lender and your realtor will. So you can have questions for them. You can reach out to them. Um, you're their client as well. So, um so that that's that's going to be an addition to your team all right so um, moving past there okay so you just got under contract now the next step is going to be to deposit your earnest money okay earnest money i'm going to go in in depth with another recording with this just specific to what earnest money is but just a brief overview your earnest money is it's like um to, it shows the sellers that you're serious and, and it's just a deposit, okay? These funds are going to go towards your closing costs and we're going to talk about that as well. Um, that's going to go into your closing costs um, once you get closer to the end and you're going to the to the closing table is what you need to bring. So, um, so that's going to be deducted from what you need to bring. So um, those funds has to be the earnest money has to be transferred within two days after well roughly two three days it depends on what you agree to but yeah it needs to be immediate as soon as you go under contract i let my clients already be prepared because we talked about this prior to putting in the contract or putting in the offer um the funds need to be given to whomever gonna uh, that's gonna hold your earnest money so in my case I always advise my clients to have a closing attorney like they're an unbiased party that holds the funds um, during the process okay so whoever's gonna hold it sometimes in some areas your the seller's agent or the buyer's agent will hold it but always they're gonna need proof that it's been turned in so that is a picture of it um, ensure that the the picture like your account information has been redacted I mean it's just like little things that differentiates um, you know from being super professional you don't want your account information out here so um so anyway yeah the funds should be uh transferred within a couple of days after signing and having a fully executed contract okay the next step in the closing process is to start executing the contingencies i mentioned this earlier um but 
whatever your contingency is. So if it is, um, okay, we need to do a full inspection on this house. Okay, we want to make sure um, that whatever is happening with the house, we are informed about it. We want our inspectors to come in. And that's not just, it can't, it, sometimes you can have a home inspector, you can have um, a structural engineer come in to check the foundations and the, the actual structure. You can have a roof inspector, an electrical inspector, a plumbing inspector. It really depends on whatever. You can, you can have that happen within 10 days of going under contract. So, um, and all those contingencies have already been, it should have been written in your contract. That's, that's why having a realtor is imperative to make sure that they think through and they already know what moves you need to make for any outcome that might happen. Okay. We're thinking about what might happen, not that it would happen, but we want to be covered just in case it might happen. Okay. Um, it's just like having insurance. We need to make sure that we're covered. Um, okay, so we're executing those contingencies. So if it's uh, um, a inspection contingency, if it is an appraisal contingency, if it uh, is a, a sales contingency, meaning like your existing home needs to sell um, in order for uh, your offer to to be executed so like yeah it's all of these different contingencies and based on your particular situation um that's what your real your realtor needs to write into the contract so that um it best suits you all right so we so far we've gotten through mutual acceptance which is signing the contract everybody agreeing to all of the terms the next one is depositing your earnest money right whoever's going to hold that earnest money you need to already put it up uh, check cashier money order something like that and um and have a proof source that it's been turned in i always suggest that the closing attorney holds the earnest money um then step three is to start executing those contingencies so we use the example of a, a home inspection you have about 10 days um depending on your market 10 business days to start doing your your inspections having your professionals come into the home then you get um within that home inspection you will get a um a, a uh, inspection report and um you review that with your realtor y'all can if if you want to request repairs of any sort or or any additional information you can compile that and then we go ahead and move from there so after that and we're going through and that that executing the contingencies that's going to run a little bit further past this third step but we're just initiating executing those contingencies so the next step uh, while that's all going on then it's the professional appraisal is taking place so simultaneously as we're running these um doing your contingencies doing the inspections then um your professional appraisal is going to start so this is when this is um when the banks have that proof that the home is worth the purchase price and the loan and i we're going to dive deeper into this um specific topic and have a couple of people come on to just kind of explain what the uh, appraisal process is and what it looks like you know just just ask as many answer as many questions as possible so that is that is a, a topic in and of itself that should um 
should be explained but your your bank is going to initiate that process you will have to pay for that if you're the buyer right um you're going to have to pay for that that professional appraisal and um so that's going to start taking place um let's just say your appraisal comes back and it does not um uh, it doesn't match with the offer that you made well that means that we need to either renegotiate or that should have been something that your realtor discussed with you up front. That's what I'm saying. It is imperative for, for you to have a realtor that understands what might come. And I told, I referenced this earlier um, so that we can write these things in at the beginning because, you know, it has to be the research done. Are you offering too much? Are you, you know, are you offering, well, if from a buyer standpoint, if you offer too little and that appraisal comes back way more than yippee, right? <laughs> We're going into the house with equity. So, so these are just conversations that we need to have, but just, uh, we're outlining the closing process. We're going to go into it in separate ep episodes. Um, so we got the professional appraisal that's just been done. Um, and then you get the results and have those conversations. And then after that, your final loan approval, your finance has been, your finances have been processed and approved and your lender is just like, yes, we're good to go. You would think that this happened at the beginning, but they have to gather many documents. So once you get under contract, that's when you go ahead and start out. Like I said, mutual acceptance, then you're starting that um, loan application, like the official application. Now, if you decided to do this at the beginning and you got a, a, um, a fully uh, approved um, pre-approval, then some of that stuff has already been done. But that is when, that's where I referenced, okay, talking to a lender and already having them understand where you are and where you want to be. You know, some different lenders do different things. So that's why it's so important for you to talk about it up front. So, all right. But in the closing process, um, typically right after that appraisal has been done, we got all the re results. Then you got the final loan approval that takes us into into the next step which is closing costs um, you should be getting documentation from your lender um, a closing disclosure or maybe an overview every lender is different but ultimately it should outline how the flow of money is going to come and how much you need to bring to the table so typically and that's typically sometimes lenders are different you may be different you're coming to the table with money you might qualify for a first-time home buyer um, down payment situation assistance so everybody's different but typically um, closing costs are going to range between 2% and 5% of the purchase price. That includes lender fees, title insurance, appraisals, inspections, and see now that appraisal. And let's be clear now, the inspection is going to have to get paid towards the beginning before the inspector comes out. Okay, your appraisal is going to get paid before that appraiser comes out. So you just have to be prepared prepared that earnest money needs to be paid within you know the next day after getting under contract or the the following day so within two days 
you know so these are just the the fees that you need to be prepared with and many times i've experienced people don't understand about the closing process it, you haven't had those conversations so that's why i'm doing this because you need to have these conversations you have to be prepared um with how much money you need to bring and just how the flow of everything is going to be all right so then we've hit the closing costs portion hey and normally when this is happening you're within a week of the closing day okay so after all of that is ironed out we already have our day set to go and sit at the attorney's office or the closing space then we go to closing which everybody well, let's describe that closing day you get your keys there um you you uh you actually you know you can celebrate but you need to get ready because you're going to be signing if it's a financed um sale that's you know you have a loan then you're going to sign a lot of documents your attorney should explain every single one of them if you have any questions this is the time um i mean they get even down to you know how over the course of the the term which is uh, typically 30 years um this is how often you need to pay it if you i've even had closings where if if you want to pay early you can talk to the attorney and they can explain to you how that's going to affect and how fast you can pay it off i mean there's some really really great attorneys out there um that you can you can get referred to um that's super super experienced and they can really answer a lot of your questions um so so just to wrap up the entire closing process typically takes about 30 days sometimes depending on your loan type it can take a little longer that's not a bad thing it's just what it is okay um in some cases it can go faster let's say you have cash and the only contingency that you have is to make sure that that inspection meets your needs right and it's satisfactory to you so you can close within um 15 days i would say 15 days with the cash um transaction because you want to allow the attorney um to do the title search if there's any issues that happens that needs to get adjusted you know they need to do a thorough search to make sure there's no liens or anything um that might be messed up with the title and transferring it over to you um and then you know we still have an inspection period uh and then yeah so typically cash maybe 10 to 15 days um or maybe earlier let's say you don't care about uh, inspection you just want to make sure that title can get done um yeah so it can go faster than that if you have a loan um then typically 30 days you can get with some lenders i have on my list that can even do it in 20 days depending on you know your circumstances um and then it can be stretched out as, as long as 45 days let's say you have in a home already and you need to sell that home uh yeah so that that means that this offer is going to be contingent on you selling your other house so it can stretch as far as you know as long as it takes depending on what that seller agrees to so with that being said the closing process takes about 30 45 days um if it's a financed sale we got first step mutual acceptance 
getting under contract, the next one, depositing that earnest money. Then we got to start executing those contingencies, whatever it may be, inspection, appraisal. The next thing is that a professional appraisal, the bank is going to um, need that proof that the home is worth the purchase price and the loan. Then the next thing, yay, your final loan approval is done. And then we're going to slide right into discussing those closing costs, making sure you have what you need to come to closing. And then it's closing day. You're going to get ready and start working out those hand muscles and gonna sign your name on all those documents. And then you get your, key, your keys and then you take all the pictures and celebrate. So, all right. So that concludes the end of this episode. I absolutely love doing this podcast i hope that you guys enjoy it as well and that you're taking away information that you can use um that is the the ultimate goal so um please as always my contact information is in my description please reach out to me if you just have questions or you have suggestions on how i can make this better if you are a professional in this field and you want to chat um to to our audience please reach out to me as well we can partner and you can come on and share your experiences or share your knowledge um because that's what it's all about we want to make sure that everybody we have um knowledgeable sellers and knowledgeable buyers and everybody is happy and we can streamline the processes for them that is what we do so um with that being said thank you so much i'm i've been talking for so long i didn't get any time to sip on this tea but I was just so into it. Now I could go <laughs> and warm it up and, and drink it. But um, yeah, tune in again for episode three. Uh, we're going to keep on going and diving into this and breaking it down even further um, just so that we can know what is happening. So um, talk to you all soon. Bye.